Welcome to Unity of Tucson. Love cover me. Light any darkness. Love cover me right every wrong. This month, as I've considered this idea of deepening, one of the things that I ask myself every single day is what am I choosing to deepen into today? How am I choosing to deepen today? What is mine to do today to go deeper? And today, you might have guessed, it's really about deepening into love. Just deepen into love. Love has many different meanings in many different cultures. The, the, the word and translations of the word have many different meanings in many different cultures. When we talk about it within the construct of the New Thought philosophy in unity churches and in religious science centers and divine science centers, what we're talking about is the infinite creative spirit. That's what we're defining as love. The infinite creative spirit, which is a synonym for God. That's it. If we want to truly understand the nature of God, it is not something that we can do intellectually. I know we come here and we talk about it a lot, and I have a lot of intellectual ideas and words that I talk about all the time, but to truly understand the nature of God, the nature of love, it is a felt sensation. When you think about love in your own heart, what does it feel like? Now go deeper. Now go deeper. There's a quote that I have used frequently in my ministry over the many, many years that I have been a minister. That quote is, to learn how to think is to learn how to live. And that's why I wanted to acknowledge in your reading, you used a quote from Buddhism. With our minds, we construct the world we live in. This is a core teaching of the Buddha. That is the fundamental teaching and premise of all new thought. In fact, I had, so I had a, an experience when I was studying to be a minister. I was at a beach house with family and friends some years ago. Um, and I was, one of our friends is a Dharma teacher, a Buddhist Dharma teacher, that was with us on this uh, excursion. And I was having a chat with him about this path that I had found myself on that was taking me away from my previous career of acting. And um, <laughs> I don't know why that's always funny to me, like my previous career of acting. I don't know, it just is. Anyway, um, we were having a discussion, and he said, well, what, is the fund what are the fundamental principles of your teaching? And I said, God is all there is. We recognize that power and presence as the divine creative energy of love. And we teach that that is fundamentally who we are. And as we acknowledge and accept this, that is what is constructing the outflow of our lives. And he said, oh, so you're a Buddhist. (laughs) 
here's the thing about it. You can find the core of the principles in all faith traditions. Because fundamentally, as we talk about with all these candles, at the core of each and every one of them is one thing, love. One thing, that's it, love. So to learn how to think is to learn how to live. And I want to be very clear. The word that does not exist in that is what? It does not say to learn what to think is to learn how to live. To learn how to think. To learn a method of embodying love as a core starting point from which all thoughts flow forth. That's how we change our lives fundamentally. And I think we're going deeper and deeper and deeper because it's not only thoughts, it's beliefs and ultimately feelings, which is why I say, consider love in your life and see how it feels. What is the sensation, the feeling of that? Because I can think about love all day long. Love doesn't do anything for me unless I feel it. And to feel it and to deepen into that, I use an affirmation that is one of my favorite affirmations in the world, and it is this. I listen to the sound of my authentic voice. I listen to the sound of my authentic voice. My authentic voice, your authentic voice. The true authentic voice is rooted in the outflow of this creative spirit. Whatever you choose to call it. If you call it God, great. If you call it love, great. If you call it universal presence, great. Doesn't matter what you call it. Your authentic voice is the expression of that impressing itself upon you to show up as creation that is you. So I listen today to the sound of my authentic voice. And sometimes I have to ask myself, what the heck was I saying? Because that saying was coming forth from a thought which is rooted in a belief, which is rooted in a feeling. And as I play with that idea that every, everything I speak, every word I speak, every voice, uh, the voice that I have as it expresses itself, it is rooted in a thought which is rooted in a belief, which is rooted in a feeling. If I don't like what is being expressed, there's only one person that can change it me. Now also, when I listen to the sound of my authentic voice, and I think about other people doing the same thing, it is um, not an opportunity or an invitation for me to judge other people when they express their authentic voice. It's not for me to go, well, what were they thinking? As if it's any of my business. Are you willing today to listen to the sound of your authentic voice? To truly listen to the sound of your authentic voice? To let go of all the stuff out there and truly listen to love, which is your authentic voice? Is our approach to life and is our approach to our relationship with others always loving no matter what. I can look back on times in my life when I had challenges with living up to that ideal. I can look back to experiences I had this last week where I had challenges looking, living up to that ideal. But I always strive in every moment to always be loving in all, in all relationships and in every expression of my life. I'm having a bit of a challenge 
bearing witness to an experience that a friend of mine is having. And I'm not going to go into any of the details because it's a private matter. But as I watch seeming outside circumstances really beat down upon the experience of my friend's loving presence, I find myself challenged because the people that are engaged in this behavior are people that I trusted. People that I looked upon and thought, this is someone that can hold my heart. And it's challenging now because I see the behavior and it makes me second guess. It makes me second guess. And then I have to step back and say, if I'm deepening into love, irrespective of someone's behavior, I must look upon them and experience them through the eyes of love only. Love only. It does not mean that I excuse behavior. It does not mean that I allow that behavior to consistently exist in my expression and experience. I get to make choices that are right for me to say, I love you, but now I must love you from afar. If we want, if we want love, how many of us want love? <laughs> yes. And the rest of you? Because I didn't see every hand go up. <laughs> I just want to be very clear. Not every hand went up. <laughs> Maybe I'm talking to the wrong crowd. <laughs> it's exactly right, yes. If we want love, we must be loving. That's it. If you want love expressed in your life, be that love. Because as I said before, as we recognize the magnificence of those who are joining us for the first time today as a reflection of our own magnificence, we must recognize love in every person we encounter as a reflection of that inherent love that is expressing itself in every interaction, in every thought, in every idea, in every moment. To experience love, we must first be loving. We will not derive love from out there, ever. It's not something we derive from the circumstances. It is a reflection of that which is within that shows up in our circumstances. So if you want more love in your life, be more loving. What happens when we do this is we, is we end up creating a, an, a pattern. I'm going to talk about patterns for a moment because... One of the challenges that we are often faced with in New Thought. <laughs> See, everybody laughs if you're new. It's when I take the glasses off, people know, oh, he's, he's about to do something. I don't know if I'm about to do something. Um, <laughs> one of the challenges that we have in New Thought is that uh, we invite people to take a look at their lives, right? That's kind of one of the first things we learn. Oh, you want to know what's happening in your mind and in your heart? Take a look at your life because it is all showing up as the construct of your life. And that puts people into a bit of a challenge because they're like, oh my gosh, my life sucks. <laughs> but the promise of new thought is that 
as we shift the thought, as we shift the belief, and as we shift the feeling, we are creating a new construct and experience of life. Now, the reason that this is challenging is because it's work, and it continues to be work until we have established a new subconscious pattern. And I think that's ultimately what I'm looking for in every aspect of my life, to establish a new subconscious pattern of love only, forgive everything, and always remembering who I am so that I never have to worry about it or work so darn hard at it all the time. And if you're still working at it, keep working at it. Because I guarantee you what happens is you're going to wake up one day, I've been working so hard at this, and oh my gosh, I woke up today, and it's actually just part of who I am now. That's the way that it works. It's like going to the gym. I said it on Wednesday night in class. It's like going to the gym. You cannot expect to go to the gym and go to the weight rack and lift a weight and go, okay, now I'm done. If you want to change the physical form of your body through the work you do at a gym, you got to keep going and you have to keep working at it. And you know what? You get stronger and stronger and more resilient and more flexible. Your body begins to match the work that you have been doing. It's the exact same thing in our minds. Our experiences will show up in exact accordance with what is in our minds. The issue is, and you know, I talk about this in class a lot. About 90% of what's in our minds is below the level of awareness. We are aware of about 10%, right? I don't know where they determined that was the breakdown, but they say that that's what it is. At least that's what I've read. And I'm going to use it because it works. So if 90% of our thoughts and our beliefs and our feelings are below the level of awareness, and only 10% are at the level of awareness but 100% are creating our experience, then the work is to be willing to look at that which is below the level of awareness. How do you know what's there? The way you feel. As you experience your life, you will know it, is a, it becomes a physical sensation in your body. And as you become aware, it is not an opportunity or an experience and it is not an opportunity or an invitation to beat yourself up for all the wrong thoughts. It's an invitation to say, I see you. I know that this has been, and I'm willing to now set it down and move forward with something new. The other thing that we oftentimes get caught up in is the witch hunt. That hunt for what is the thought that I had that made me feel this way? Or what is the belief that I carry that has made me feel this way? What is it down there below the level of awareness? Here's the great news about new thoughts, too. You actually don't need to know any of that stuff. If you are willing to do the work, to put in the work, to address what you have awareness of, and to impress at the level of awareness upon the unaware aspect of your life, the things in the subconscious, you will crowd out that which is not in alignment with the love that you are impressing. How do you choose to be today? So we're looking at creating patterns of loving kindness. And patterns of loving kindness ultimately show up and equal the experience of loving kindness. We're rehabitualizing the mind. And at the root of all habit, at the root of all habit, is one thing. 
the desire to express life. I did not coin that, by the way, but I love it. And I will use it every day. So that's fundamentally how creativity works. By utilizing our mind and addressing that which is in mind to impress a new belief and a new feeling so that we can experience life more magnificently in every moment. And we're constantly creating. We are constantly creating. Here's the thing. As you explore and you look at your life, avoid judging anything that shows up as good, bad, right, or wrong. It just is the flow. It is the flow of God as your life. And in taking away that judgment, you've now put yourself in a place of power to be able to do something about it. That's God in you, expressing outwardly. So do you have a willingness to listen to that inner voice? Love is the foundation of infinite creative expression. Love is the foundation of infinite creative expression. Love enhances infinite freedom. Today I called my talk, Resolve to Real. If you get the Friday email, you will see that real is capital R, period, E, period, A, period, L, period. So, hmm, what could he possibly mean by that? Resolve to real. Well, first of all, I want to talk about the word resolve. Resolve, if you go back to the root of the word resolve, and it comes from the Latin, it means to loosen up. Did you know that? It means to loosen up. And in Middle English, they used to use the word resolve to mean disintegrate, what we would usually say dissolve now, right? So resolve meant disintegrate. So now, it seems like it's almost turned 180 because we say resolve is like to make firm, right? Not dissolve, but to make firm. So it seems opposite. But I love the idea of going back to the root and recognizing that as I am making firm a new loving idea in my life, it is actually loosening up that which is not required in my experience any longer. That's how I resolve. And in music, the construct and the concept of resolving means to settle harmoniously, to settle in harmony on the bass. So if we talk about music like the tonic, well, I'm, I'm going to turn to the musicians now and talk a little music theory to them. Um, <laughs> but in the construct of any given song, there is a key, and that key is based on what we call the tonic, the bass note. And everything around that works in harmony with that bass note. And there are times when we're singing, and it will feel not, like it's not quite finished until we find our way back to the tonic, which is finding our way back to God. God is the tonic in our harmonious life. So if we're talking about resolve, I'm going to invite each and every one of us today to resolve to real. What do I mean by real? Real stands for this. Recognize everyone as love. Resolve to recognize everyone as love. If you make that commitment today, and you walk out these doors, and you resolve to see everyone, to recognize everyone 
as love, taking away any construct of thought around their conditional life, how might that change who you are? Because it's not about trying to change anyone else. Ultimately, the work we do in New Thought is the work we do on ourselves. The true nature of a person is not in their actions. Actions are the byproduct of thoughts and beliefs. But the nature, the nature behind the action is the thing that we're looking to address. And I think at the end of the day, we all want to feel loved, don't we? I mean, even those whose hands didn't go up. (laughs) I think fundamentally, we all want to experience love. We want to be loved. We want to be a reflection of love, and we want love reflected back to us at all times. So today, my call to you in order to do this is to resolve into recognizing everyone as love, and this also includes when you look in the mirror. Recognize yourself as love. Deepen into love and recognizing everyone as love becomes second nature. Peace and blessings. You are magnificent. The homework. Yes, there is homework. This week I would like us all to explore uh, our interactions in every moment, um, to become more consciously aware of our behaviors and ask ourselves, is this loving? Is this behavior loving? Let's not berate or punish ourselves for those things we recognize may not have been loving. Just recognize that in this moment, I get to choose to do better. Um, See things for what they are, which is a full expression of love. Something in the past that has now lovingly informed our present and our future can be rooted in and flowing forth from the point of view of love. So become more consciously aware of our actions and behaviors and ask yourself this week in every moment, is this loving? Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.